Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello Apps here from Dimp Digital, welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and downs of the world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support this grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the core community. (laughs) Hashtag hand in pocket. I'm joined by the Neely man, Resident Ref Logan. He's already sniggering to himself. I haven't even got got started. (laughs) I don't know why that independent grassroots in death always gets me. And there's no reason, rhyme or reason, why you don't say it funny or anything particular. It's just the phraseology. Like does it even make sense? Have I blown it? Is it like, does it not make sense in English language? It does. No, it does. It makes sense. It's just a funny, it just makes you laugh because. Like obviously we are, but it just—I don't know. There's just something about that that just makes me smirk, and I don't even know why. I can't tell you. <laughs> well, I—that's my intention. So, how many smirks we can get till the end of the year will be the new barometer of um, whether that's going to change or not. It's one of those things that's nearly—I got lost there actually. I actually had to quickly glance at the wording. It's rare that happens. I sort of in my, halfway through, I was like, "Hang on, what's happening here?" Mm. And I had to quickly glance at the the basics but we got there in the end let's get into the show for idle game chat fgo update coming thick and fast as you would expect very mm. close squeaky bum time we said it many times before i guess the main update from last week is that adkins now has the clubhouse lead for the grand prix because he's 10 games have all come out and all scores sonic frontiers was the last of his uh, 10 that was required to to get a score and that has come out and earned itself a 73 now what's happened since the, the last episode and um in this in the past few days is there's been a little bit of movement on some of the games as well just just slightly like bayonetta has gone from what was an 89 88 down to an 86 in the last few weeks um and logan's Football Manager 2023 is starting to climb. It was like an 83 last time, and it's now an 84. So there is a little bit of movement, and it is actually closer than you think. As I said, Sonic Frontiers sitting on a 73 as we speak today. That gives him a total score of 805. Logan, who has one game remaining, is sitting on a 723, which leaves an 82-point difference. So that's come down significantly from the start of the week when Logan was being told basically here's what you need to, to get it through um, and you've got Pentiment coming in the next few days the scores will probably be for the next edition they, if they're not then something's gone wrong in the review process they should have them out and they should be out today in my view as we record this on the Friday but they ain't so someone's holding that back which you can read into however you like but I always like, like we've got a war it was, like a, it was just under a week before it was like a good five six days before and I was like that's perfect and you kind of know what you're getting in for I don't like this holding back nonsense but essentially the, the long and short of it is that leaves you with a at the moment scores are fluid at the moment because of you know low numbers in some of the reviews 
83 required for you to overhaul the 82-point deficit, which you do require because Adkins has the highest-scored game of Elden Ring of 95, which just pips your God of War at 94. Confidence soaring now or still frightened that it's all going to crumble in the last game? Well, I'm, uh, who knows? I it's, think I mean, it's got to the annoying stage now where I think there's more of a chance than you thought there would be. So now it'll feel like a blow if it if it doesn't meet well, the 83. I was sitting here watching the uh, trailer for Pentiment the other day, just having another look at it, just thinking, how plausible is it? Torturing yourself. Uh, I mean, if I I don't know. I have to be honest. Mid. It looks like it would be like a mid 70s yeah. ish sort of game to me. I I don't. I'd be surprised if it gets into like people are scoring it like eight out of ten or whatever. I could it be a bit much. I don't, you just don't know. No, but don't. Uh, I'd I'd be really really shocked if I mean there's always a chance, right? I, and I'm not ruling it out. But it's if it was in the seventies anywhere, I'd be like, well, that's possible, mm. but or, or even achievable but i feel like 83 that i need to get might just be too far out of the reach for pentaman well when football managers getting 83 and that's what you need you think is pentaman gonna it i i don't know it just doesn't doesn't seem (laughs) realistic i think is where i'm at Uh, we'll find out hopefully next time Mm. that we we get together and we when we should know for both because actually i forgot to mention last week that um, Paper's final game was God of War Ragnarok and his score for the championship which is the main event for goodness sakes and it's sort of been a, it's been a bit of a write off for a few months because the, the way that Parky's just managed to get a stranglehold on it and he's been he's basically got out of head and just not relented and Paper sits sits on an 8-10 Parky's on an 8-3-2 now the, the season doesn't officially end for another month and change but for all intents and purposes Parky will be crowned that unless there's a significant change uh, uh, some sort of blow to one of Parky's games um, that that causes him to lose the the 20 odd points that's required which is unlikely so you're likely to see Parky wander in to the to the championship and become the king of the fantasy gaming league and then next week we'll we think we'll know who it's going to be challenging him next year but the, as I mm. mentioned the scores are fluid to see Bayonetta go down two score points in the last sort of two weeks is a bit of a shock. And football managers still still on low reviews, sort of 15 or so. That's still going to climb or go back down. And there's still people reviewing Sonic. So they're still, they're still at it. And God of War might get a few more. Someone might come in and give it a 2 out of 10. Really crap on it. So it really isn't over yeah. yet. But there's usually a few movement and stuff that... that- that that is interesting come the final mm. gradings, I think in December. Um, but yeah, uh, it obviously hinges on on Pentiment. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to have to be a worldie, an un, an unknown from somewhere that's coming and gets something like an eighty mid eighties really to be sitting here celebrating with the title. So I'll continue. I suspect I'll be continuing with my uh, nearly man title for for another year at least. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see indeed. Well, let's get into some of the things that we've got on the docket this time round. Bit of news. European sales date has dropped. It's a bit earlier in the month. 
Usually games industry drop beers. It's normally around the 15th or the 20th we get it, but old Chrissy Dring over there has dropped the sales data. So let's take a look at the top 10 when I get my bloody tabs open. So unsurprisingly, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 leads the charge. FIFA 23 is second. Grand Theft Auto hanging on in third. Gotham Knights coming in at fourth. Mario plus Rabid Sparks of Hopes fifth. Red Dead Redemption 2 at six. Splatoon 3 at 7, NBA 2K23 at 8, Victoria 3 coming in at number 9 from Paradox, and then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition, what's that, 6 years after release? <laughs> Sitting there in 10th. Bearing in mind, as we as I keep saying, we only get physical sales from Nintendo, so again, mm. probably higher in all realities. What that means in terms of the, the power rankings is not really a great deal, to be honest. We've still got Grand Theft Auto on top with 66 points. FIFA, FIFA 22 will not be on there anymore, so that's stuck on 57. Elden Ring scrambling at 36, trying to hold on. Lego Star Wars has stalled a little bit in the last couple of months. It's sitting on a 35. Got F1 2022 clinging on. Nintendo Switch Sports, Horizon Forbidden West. Red Dead Redemption, Gran Turismo 7, and now FIFA 23 enters the top 10 of the power rankings there. Um, I mean, really no surprises to see Call of Duty top that, is there? We, we spoke even last week that Activision were bragging about new milestones being mm-hmm. hit, and I was reading something today, there's another milestone, it's about to knock down in the next couple of days, so an unmitigated success for Activision, despite your your um, taking a big old crap on it last time round. <laughs> And by the way, very little's changed. <laughs> Give them some time. They've got about three months, haven't they, by the laws of our games released these days. Three months no, to fix it. It's bizarre, it really is. Here we go. Modern Warfare 2 is already close to topping Vanguard's lifetime sales in Europe. I mean, that's not yeah, hard, is it? That was an absolute... That was a disaster. And they got... Yeah, I mean, if that doesn't consign Sledgehammer to the fucking bins, I don't know what will... Poor buggers. I mean, they've had a couple of goes at it, but um, they just can't seem to produce a good Call of Duty. So get out. Get out of it, indeed. Um, I did want to mention that I looked at the whole um, charts. They do top 20. We only look at the top 10 because you've got to have some sort of elitism here. And I mentioned, would have been last month now, about The Last was Part 1. See how that did? Because I think it went in at 5 for um, for September. October's list has rolled around. It ain't even in the top 20. So it's bombed out after one month, essentially. Yeah. We, I mean, are you surprised at that? No. I not don't a, think I am. I'm not, I'm not at all. Well, I'm somewhat surprised because you kind of think, well, the people in the boardroom know what they're doing. They must must think this is going to do well. But for all the noise that was occurring, that suggests to me that's not got much, much staying power. And the reason why I say... The Last of Us Part 1 hasn't got much staying power. Is because the likes of Gran Turismo 7 still got the 20th position this month. So that's still mm. ticking over. Horizon Forbidden West also. Now, they are available on PS4 and PS5. So it does have an install base advantage there. We must point that out. However, I don't know. That, that feels like this is not going to hit... Well, we don't know what their sales targets are. Let's not talk rubbish. But to me... <laughs> You'd have been looking to see that in the top 20 for at least another month to sort of sign it off, but doesn't look like it's going to do overly well. But it can't be surprising, considering all of the noise that come out before it, in, in my opinion. Mm. I think that's fair. I suspected all the people that really would have wanted that have gone and got it, 
And then there's this other group of people that are like, well, I've already played it. Yeah. God knows how many times. I don't really need this. I'll wait until it's on sale, perhaps. And I think that's the bucket that they're going to find themselves in. So it's hardly surprising that core section have gone out, bought it, and then... That's it. It's run out of steam immediately. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to buy it two weeks after for 70 quid. You might as well wait for a sale. If that, cause one of the reasons I haven't bought it, I thought, well, it's just not worth 70 quid. So I ain't going to go and get it in the in the weeks after it's released and go, cool, I just couldn't hold on for God of War. I just had to go and buy it the last No. So yeah, maybe mm. when it goes on sale, it'll appear back. Or if they bundle it with like a PS5 physical you know some they do like a bundle with the yeah, editions yeah, yeah. and whatnot which is why mm. i think horizon forbidden west is hanging around because there's, there's been a lot of those bundles in the last six months and they count right, okay. they still count as sales so they've been bundling that to it um let's move on to some impressions it's gonna be quite an impression heavy uh edition mm. because there's been yeah. a couple of releases let's just start with the big one that we saw the reviews of a 94 stick it in um mm. in the last few weeks or whatnot god of war ragnarok yeah. First of all, I have to say I feel sorry for people who have had to go out and buy Sonic this week. You know, f- for whatever reason, they've had to go and get Sonic because they haven't got a PS5 or a PS4 or they're only on PC or, or whatever it is. Mm. I've seen people taking pictures of that in their hand. I'm like, oh, God. that's a. <laughs> and do you know what? And this is going to sound really bad. They've all got Xbox logos on the boxes. So, you know, that, they've had to go out yeah. and buy that crap. And <laughs> unfortunately... <laughs> They're trying to pretend like it's a, a big deal. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being facetious. But um, speaking of of some disasters, Adkins, the poor boy, had a disaster. Didn't get his on release day. Shop2.net mm. getting called out because uh, it didn't arrive. It arrived on the Thursday instead of the Wednesday. Not a, not a major disaster, but it is. Mm. It actually, If you're in Adkins' position, it actually is a disaster. It's like the worst evening of your life because you're like, well... I've moved Evan, Evan and Earth to play this tonight, and I'm sitting here with cocking hand. So, yeah. shop to trying to get ahead of the game and get gets not get stung by these Royal Mail strikes. When in, um, I think it was it Every or I can't remember what they're called now. Yeah, took, yeah. Over, took over Yodel or whatever. Used they've, they've they've enlisted them to do their deliveries, and it came Thursday rather than Wednesday. So Adkins was not happy. Whilst every literally everyone in the group had it on Wednesday, was yeah. like going, "Cool, look at this!" And then you well, didn't, even, didn't. You, you didn't even bloody play it for a few days. No, I got it installed, and I was like, "There you go." <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, I was like, "Well, the, the thing is, it's like I didn't. I was working all day anyway, and then yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit here this evening and do it.' I kind of always earmarked, um." like another day for it anyway so it's fine i'm not i I just the only the main reason i got it on pre-order anyway was because that it was cheaper obviously you sent me a deal through uh curries so i was like well i might as well do that but it was never did it come via mail from curries no dpd Ah, well they're proper boys and girls over there they know how to get things done on time usually yeah, they DPD'd it straight to the old door. So, uh, yeah, no issues there. Got time frames the lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they they done a good job. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was it was never a case of I need it. As soon as it comes through, we'll bung it in, yeah. really. It was always a case of get it. It's there ready over the next couple of days to, to stick it on. Yeah, well, I digitally got it. So it was preloaded probably a week before. I did toy with like, oh, should I stay up till midnight and play it? I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'll be fucking knackered by the time it gets to 12. And then I'll play it for an hour and be like, oh. 
Yeah, and then you because you're so tired, you won't you won't be fully invested. Yeah, in. might as well get up at the crack of dawn the next day and then hammer it out. Which um, mm. you know, because of that bloody dog, you have to get up anyway. So if you're up and around mm. and he's gone back to sleep, it's time to crack onto that. But mm. I've played about twelve hours or so of it. Yeah, so a decent investment of time. You've mm. done what a handful now, maybe. Maybe five tops, if I'm guessing. I don't know. Four hours, 20 minutes of gameplay. Four hours, 20 minutes of gameplay. So, so obviously, we you've not gone very far. I'm not, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think I'm very far necessarily. You know, it's, it's, mm. it seems like it's quite a, a meaty game. But I mm. want to start with you, because yeah. these are super early impressions. What's... Mm. What's the what's the barometer check on this? How are you feeling? Having just recently finished the original, what four or five weeks ago, if that. Yeah, I mean, you know they've they've done a little bit of meddling, mm. like in terms of like how you use your armor and all this kind of stuff. Like, so it's not a direct, just kind of like a reskin or a rehash, and they've pulled everything in, which I don't know whether I'm bothered i'm not particularly bo- i wouldn't say i'm bothered about that or not it's, it's kind of like okay it's fine mm. <clears throat> um so i guess i noticed that but really i guess the overriding feeling is it feels very much uh like i i've, I've kind of just carried on where i've left off <laughs> literally almost to be a, yeah <laughs> like, it, it, you know with just a, a couple of weeks really in between I, I think that was all it was maybe a month at most but um there's nothing, and I don't know. It's me. I presume the frame rate's higher. I don't. I don't know what it's running at. Is it running at sixty? So it depends what you set it on. So you can run it at sixty performance, performance and then if you've got a hundred and twenty hertz mm. with, I think it needs to have HDMI two point one, yeah. which not all the monitors do. You can then basically unlock the sixty frames per, per second mode, and it'll be yeah. somewhere between hundred and seventy odd. And it will it, it should enable VRR, so those frame rate drops are not noticeable. So that's what I've got it on. Yeah. I've got it like performance and then performance plus or something. So all the all yeah. the frames. But then the the the, the original now on PS Five runs at sixty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's not even like a, a, a massive upgrade if you've played that recently. Oh, that's what I was trying to get at. Because obviously I played that. Mm. Like in terms of like performance and graphics, I don't know. I guess maybe you could argue it does look a bit better but it's hard like to really explain what that might be yeah um i think arguably it just feels very much like the game the original god of war that i just played like technically and graphically which Mm. isn't a bad thing because as i said thoroughly enjoyed that um and that's that's okay but yeah i'm you know, you know, as I said to you last time, when I when I picked up original God of War, I kind of picked it up and then went ah, put it down for ages, didn't I? But mm. I picked it up and struggled to to put it down. And I think mm. it shows you that despite putting all that time in res- relatively recently, like, I'm not fatigued by it. I don't feel fatigued, and I just kind of want to continue playing it. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it definitely feels like, especially in some of the They've amped up the level, so it's gone to like level eleven in terms of gore and yeah. um, like how like the the actual battle that the, the battles have gone up a level. Mm. I think that's the most noticeable thing for me is like the things that you can do to make like those engagements more interesting. Mm. Um, and you obviously, you know, you get the blades pretty much straight off the bat, which yes. helps because yeah. they're by far. 
I think the most interesting thing to use over the uh, Leviathan app. Um, and I was pleased they did that because I was thinking, bloody hell! If I have to, yeah. If he ta- if he takes three quarters of the game to pull those uh, <laughs> blades out, blades of chaos, I'm going to be livid. Um, so you kind of get that whole armory at the beginning, and obviously you start unlocking different power ups and things and and elements. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, mm. I haven't really got any noticeable. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean. I guess in terms of criticisms at the moment, I have had an issue where I had to reload a checkpoint. Mm, um, user error, which I, I presume. No. So I noticed it was just going a bit weird. So I was trying to tell Atreus to shoot his arrow at something, and he just wasn't coming to where I was, and he was trying to shoot it halfway across the level. Right, and I was yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, and he just seemed to He's trying to do stuck. a world class. You're like, I don't need to do a world class from there. I need you to just get it rather than trying to do it silly. Oh, I was business. just thinking, I just need you to come here. So I had to keep running around the map to try and get him to follow me to then come to this area to shoot the arrow. And eventually I got him to do that. And then I went inside um, a building to speak to someone that I need to speak to. And he just kept snapping to like where he should be standing for the interaction. But yeah. it wasn't prompting the right. interaction. And I went in and out of the building a couple of times, like thinking, oh, maybe I'll try and like reset it. But just, it got stuck in this like weird loop where yeah. Atreus was not really like doing what he should be doing. So I had to reload the checkpoint, went straight back to the building, it worked fine. Yeah. I was like, that's a bit that's a bit odd. Um That is strange. Because yeah, Atreus is less attached to you in this game. And he wasn't overly attached to you in the first one, but he can like climb things on his own now, so he's not on your back. Yeah, like yeah. He, he can kind of go up. So he feels like he's further away a lot of the time. Yeah. he's a little bit older and he's more, you know, more capable, I guess. Um, yeah. So it opens the game up to some of those weirder moments. In the first one, I don't think once in two playthroughs I noticed him teleporting or being where he shouldn't be because he was yeah. always kind of quite close and then they would mm. put the camera in such a position that it would seem like he's just jumped on the screen when probably it was probably halfway across the map but because I ain't turned around yeah. he just jumped on it whereas in this one I've definitely noticed like, even when I've gone to go to the armour shop like if he's standing 10 mm. yards up the road he's like teleported in to do like yeah. the interaction so mm. also I had a strange uh, it's happened twice now some sounds randomly cut out like right. I can hear Kratos fucking breathing. He's got headset on. And he's going. Yeah, that's getting on my nerves. Him fucking puffing away. When he's like right sprinting. Well, I know. He's, when, when he's, he's doing wandering doing around, things. sometimes I can hear him just go. Old oh, fuck. Yeah, people are probably <laughs> saying his head. probably people saying that about his podcast. They can always hear me breathing, but it's, <laughs> it's harder than it's uh, it sounds. But so I could hear that, but then I couldn't hear things like if I change weapons, like you know, hear the. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was all gone. I was like, what's happened here? Just reloaded it and. You know, it was fine. Mm. Happened again late, and I think it's where I am getting a new codex entry, and Ronnie's like, don't miss it, and immediately yeah. I'm pressing it, and sometimes it's crapping out the sound. It's happened twice mm. in 12 hours, so it's not by yeah. no means a regular occurrence. But mm. um, worth worth calling those out. I've had no crashes or anything like that. No. What I would say... Had this been recorded a day ago, I would have been sitting there going, "I'm not. I don't understand where these ninety fours are coming from." In some respects, mm. but it is a bit of a slow burn, and I feel like it's just starting to kick into gear now. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I was a bit, mm. maybe I wasn't. Well, I was a good ten hours in by that point. 
maybe yeah. maybe eight hours, and I was thinking, eh, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong; this is still yeah, moment to moment, really good. But I'm like, where are they getting these ninety fours from? Like, it has to do something absurd. I don't think it's necessarily going to do that, but I think narrative wise, it's starting to kick into gear a bit, and I'm like, okay, mm. I'm getting more into this, more into the characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So, I would say it's a bit of a slow start generally. In some mm. respects, that people might be playing, going, "What are we doing here then? What, 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 I thought, what are we playing at?" Uh, yeah, I must admit, I found the original a bit slow, mm. like to get into and before that story started actually. It's true, yeah. kicking in, and it is a little bit like that on this one. I mean, I think it actually has quite a quite like the initial half hour, like yeah. really does. I, I thought was good, and then yeah, you're right. It does in terms of story, sort of like Lulls slow it. Slow it, yeah, and I'm sort of a bit. I do immediately at the moment feel less invested. Yeah, I think, and I think that's difficult. And I'm not. This is this is a really minor criticism, and it's not. I'm not again to your point. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely kind of less emotionally invested in the story at the moment because the whole story revolved around obviously the original one. You get into the top of the highest peak. To, yeah, yeah. Right. Divvy out your mum's ashes and your wife's ashes. Like that's an emotional story endeavor. journey yeah. and endeavour. Whereas at the minute Grass the story roots. isn't obviously isn't about that. Like no. and it's kind of a bit and it, it I think to that end it's a little bit slower because you're like, right, you know, I'm not as emotionally involved. But mm. yeah, to your point, I'm kind of waiting for I'm expecting there'll be some like different characters and things because of the ones it pretty much introduces to you straight off the bat are the ones you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, I think it's definitely uh, it's 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 a good start, but not you know the first four and a half hours haven't been like overly spectacular no. as yet. It's kind of how I'd put it. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd tend to agree, and I think I've just got over a bit of a hump. I think where I'm like, okay, I've, now things are st- now my the gears in my head are turned of like, what, oh, what, what is going to happen? Where's this going? I didn't really yeah. have that for the first eight hours, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe maybe even a bit longer. So it's I would say it's a bit of a slow burn to kick things off. The the writing is still excellent. Like the character mm. interactions. It's I don't remember the first one being as funny as this, but I really am finding myself chuckling more than than, than usual. It's it's normally just when you're in and around doing things in the world, whether it's like busy work, you know, getting yeah. or whatever. It's just comet, it's Mimir and Atreus yeah. interacting, or it's Kratos responding to something like that's mm. all still very very good. The traversal mechanics have been improved a lot by having those bloody blades because you can yeah. immediately just sort of grapple hook your way in a sense up mm. to a higher level and they will put enemies on higher platforms now that will yeah. be that will be a botherance so you want to be you, you, it feels like you're a bit more mobile in that sense and you you're, you're really yeah, not because yeah, you can still sprint like you could in the first one but just having that ability to snap up to an, another level and jump back down and then parlay that with a, a slam attack is really cool yeah so yeah. there's definitely tweaks that they've made to to improve that um the big plus for me though, Logan, is that there's a fucking postie. I did notice this. There's a fucking postie. If you leave some resources it, yeah. or loot in a battle, don't pick it up. Mm. It'll it'll be back at that armor shop. There's a little postie there. I think it's one of the yeah. dwarves. I can't remember what they contextualize it now, but, they, yeah, but yeah, yeah. essentially you go to a chest and it picks up all the toot you've missed. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> the postie has returned from Destiny. 
It's literally the best game feature because there's no reason. Like, I don't. I, I've, it's always bothered me because you have a fear when you're doing things, mm. just having to check every like last inch of a map before you leave it because of the fear that you'll leave behind a key bit of loot. Yeah. It's like why punish me like that? Like let me be a little bit less worried about it and know that if I do miss something, it'll be there waiting for me. And I, I thought that was a nice little addition when uh, when old Brock says that. I yeah. thought it was. Uh, I thought it was good. Yeah. So that's always good. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to be playing it. It's going to take a little while. I'm not like overly, not overdo it. I'm trying not to overdo it as best I can. Mm. And I'm um, looking forward to, to cracking on. I would say that if you didn't like the original or, or thought the original was overrated in some way, I don't think this is going to change your mind at this stage. I really don't. Cause, cause no. I just don't. Th- it's not that big a difference in all honesty. Um, which some people which will criticise it for. Thing. No, that's not. But they will be. Yeah. I'm, that's. I'm. I'm still a bit surprised by these ninety fours because my whole theory was that yeah, it'll be. Yeah. If you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one. But it's more of the same. Eighty eight. You know, that was what yeah. I was thinking when you when you chuck ninety fours out there. I'm thinking, well, what's mm. what's happening here? But maybe things will start to turn as we get into the the second third of the game or the into the mm. back half of it because it it does lull and then it will kick into gear for a while and you're like cool that was a fucking yeah. absolute ride for the last 30 minutes and you kind of forget about the, the lulls mm. i am really enjoying the little small puzzle elements which they had in the original but trying to find a way to get to a chest that's not essential but you know there might, yeah. there might be some interactions with some you know, traversaling or, you know, throwing the axe at something and whatnot. Like, they're very clever with that and they continue to do that in in Ragnarok. So, looking forward to getting back into it. I don't think we're going to talk about this again until done. So, that'll be that. And we want to try and get as many people on it as possible, potentially. But we'll see how things pan out. So, it might be a little while before the full report's handed in by the guys Mm. here at DIMP. But, so far, enjoying it. If not, just not quite blown away just yet and you know still plenty of the game to go for that to be the case changing gears yeah ever so slightly some would say others go well that's a completely different genre your mugs uh football manager 2023 release the public sitting there on that yeah. game pass logan yeah. i don't want to say he was addicted to this game but there's there's, there's a level of illness potentially fair. going on and yeah. It's every year. It's thousands of hours totted up over multiple years and sometimes in single entries. You've made mm-hmm. the switch recently to this Xbox or console edition of it, which yeah. you'd mentioned on the last edition. And I'm assuming that's where you've gone this time, booted up yeah. that on Game Pass. So first of all, I want to know how you're playing this. Is it just on the Xbox or have you streamed it to an iPad? Because I know that was an option that you, you was toying with. What's mm. going on in terms of Footy Manager 2023 console edition? Yeah, I'm just playing it on on my console. So I've plugged in the old uh, the mouse right. um, into the Xbox, and yeah, I just play it pretty much like a PC. To be honest, it's you know, there's it, it runs very nicely like that. The mouse is smooth; it feels quite natural. So did you, yeah, it's, it's did you bother in, trying with a controller at all? It's a no. It's honestly, it's not even worth it. It's <laughs> I don't know how anyone could. <laughs> I mean, that being said, and obviously we can get into a little bit of it, but they've made a few changes this year that make it a little bit more manageable on the console edition if, you, if you're if you not using and haven't got a mouse, which right. I think is, is a good step forward. But um, yeah, definitely still a, a mouse for me. A mouse jobby. So how many, how many hours do you reckon you've put into it? Same as God of War or less or a bit more? Probably less. I mean, it's between, it's probably about, 
well, it was probably about two to three hours tops. Yeah, fair enough. What's, um, obviously, you're not going to render a verdict here and now, but what mm. are the what are the initial impressions having played this game for, as I said, probably although it's even a decade, it might be more now, year on year. Yeah, well, I've been playing the earliest one football manager I can remember is two thousand and four. It was a football manager two thousand and four. Have you missed one since? Uh, I don't know. I definitely haven't missed one since like twenty twelve. Right. Like, I've definitely played every football manager since twenty twelve. At least ten years streak then going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I mean, look, it's it's really difficult with this game because everyone goes doing anything different. It's all it's always been the same. It's been the same for Kratos years. Kratos just got crapped on for being too similar, and we're letting spreadsheet sims get away with it. Well, the problem is they've got ninety eight percent of it down to a T. <laughs> Mm. Right, so they're not going to fundamentally change yeah. that much of the game year on year. Um, so it just becomes sort of quality of life in gameplay changes and things. There's a slight tweaks as to what people like and what they don't like, I think. Um, and that seems to me to be where they've gone with this. So, you know, it's going to look pretty familiar if you played last year's, the year before's or the year before that. Like, yeah. There's no huge change there. But as I say, from the one that I've played on console, the definite change is that last year's very much still felt like a PC game on console. Mm. And obviously there's some interactions with the controller that perhaps don't don't work too well. Um, <laughs> but things like how you provide uh, team talks have changed. When you click on a player, it gives you like this wheel. If you're a voice Huge. option, you actually say it. You go, "Oh, you bastards!" and it translates that and puts it into the game. <laughs> what was it? Unfortunately, not there. Was it FIFA that used to use the Connect? And if you yeah. if it caught you swearing, you get a touchline ban or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, to it, to be fair, I think that's quite a good little idea. It's I mean, funny, it's but it's quite it. scary that the bastards listening to you all the time. Because I bet a few people like, didn't even realise it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on, yeah. on all the what time. What is listening? <laughs> and it's watching. Um, Listening and watching at all times, uh-huh. big brother. Um, but yeah, they've just made some slight changes. At least I don't know whether it's on the full, full PC version, but definitely on the console version, they've made some changes. Just quality of life stuff, just to make things a little bit simpler and easier. I think if you're using a console, uh, using a controller, yeah, which I, which I appreciate. And it looks like they've done a little bit more, as they always tend to with the with the match engine. Um, so like just it's. A, a little bit more different when you're playing out from the back and some of the passes and some of the interactions in the penalty box and stuff are, are a bit more refined. But yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. It's like if you've like if you like football manager, you're gonna like this one. Mm. Um as I say, only a, a few hours into it. Um still always just do I mean this save will inevitably get binned. Like <laughs> I the first save yeah. never gets continued because I'm just trying to figure out the Yeah mechanics and and what it what it's all about um but yeah it's uh it's it's very similar i guess is 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 my overriding thought with a few quality of a lot quality of life changes but that's surely the same story every year isn't it like <laughs> do they ever really overhaul it to such an extent we go for oh, that feels a lot different does this feel less no. iterative than last? I'm not trying to get. Is this a normal mm. cycle essentially, yeah. or is it was it less than perhaps years gone by? Well, it feels like they've done more this year 
compared to what I saw last year, just purely because of some of the changes they've made. But mm. this is the problem. I don't know whether they've just done them for the console version right, yeah, or yeah. not. I suspect they have. Um, but it because they've done those things, it makes it feel like they've done more. Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, I have to admit, like the, the actual engine and the game looks, it, or at least to me, it looks better than it did last year. Yeah. Like the gra- I mean, I mean, it's not saying much because the graphics are not good, but they feel like they've upped those a little bit at least. Um, so yeah, it's just as usual. It's just iterative changes every year, which I'm fine with. You know, I don't. I think predominantly the main reason everyone buys it is for those iterative changes and for the squad updates yeah really yeah. when you boil it down i mean i say buys it plays it on game pass now <laughs> um so yeah you know it's uh who knows i i i don't know whether i'm going to continue to play football manager as much as i have done in the past i think the only reason that i played it much more last year is because me and p we did the co-op season. Well, I was going to ask about that. I was, I was going to say, what's the plan mm. this year? Is Pee-wee burnt from, I assume, getting pummeled by you? Or was it just a he bit didn't. of a <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he, he didn't. I mean, he uh, it was the first time that he'd really played football manager, at least for, for many years at any length. So he's kind of getting used to the game and understanding how it works and stuff. But he got there in the end. I mean, he had some unfortunate experiences and things on it um and i think one of the things with me is where well, i understand how football manager works so for no apparent reason you'll just fall off a cliff edge right, right yeah and you, you just stop winning and stuff and then i'll just go right when that happens i just have to start tweaking it, it's just for some reason like you get figured out by the game yeah. so it like makes you tinker so i just start tinkering with a few bits but peewee was like oh, i was winning like this last season well yeah what kind of this season well, ask him why that's not happening just... this season for paul they're winning like that last <laughs> season what's happened this it is season? a bit like that yeah right? it's a bit like clock syndrome it gives you that and you go well what's changed yeah um but it's just little things like that and he did get the ump with it in the end a little bit and it went <laughs> off it went off the boil but he hasn't got game pass anymore rip hmm interesting so that's the blow for him because I actually messaged him saying, oh, football manager's out. Are you going to get it? Yeah, I ain't buying that toss. And he said, how much? I was like, just get this on Game Pass. He was like, I ain't got that. I was like, well, it's £32 otherwise. That's obviously not getting bought. Um, so at the moment, it seems unlikely. Um, but I did enjoy it. I must admit, I liked the I liked the difference. I liked doing it as a co-op season. Mm. Like, it is... It is. Uh, it's a, it adds a different dynamic to the game, where, and you know, we we didn't. I always do a season with Tottenham. Obviously, you're a, still a reasonably good side, got a reasonable pot of money. Not realistic. Last man. last season, I did it with not with Peewee. I did right. it with Nottingham Forest, and he was Blackburn. So it's like <laughs> you've got to get out of the Championship into the Premier League, establish yourself. So it's a, like a long. You're playing the long game, and yeah. it was just an interesting and 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 it's just a more interesting way of playing it. I think. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I just don't particularly see myself sitting there on the Xbox doing it for a thousand hours. I, I don't. I just think there's there's I think the 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 difference is there's other things nowadays that I'd rather play. Yeah. On, as opposed to just sitting there. And it's different when you're a laptop cuz I can go if I go somewhere or whatever it's, it's like oh, I'll take that and I can play it a bit, but 
I'm kind of confined to just playing hey, it on my Xbox. Chuck it on this thing. These old phones. Nah. I mean, if it actually recognised that I had a touch screen in my hand and I could play it like that, but it doesn't really recognise <laughs> like the difference when you're trying to... It's like, well, I'm used to doing this with a mouse. How does it work with a touch screen? It doesn't quite translate that too well. No. Because um, some games but, yeah. do have touch recognition, but I don't know how well it works. I've never come across the game. Mm, I mean, yeah, it... When I tried it last year, it wasn't great. Wasn't I mean, I could try again this year. It's not the right way to play it, and I'm adamant anyway that playing anything on mobile generally is the worst place to play any game and get any experience. So, fo- uh, Football Manager is surely the exception to the rule, though. If anything, it's going to work. Mm. It's a slow-paced strategy game where it's meddling around in menus, isn't it, really? Well, I've actually got the Football Manager mobile on my iPad. Well, so that does the I trick. can play... Yeah, that does the trick, really. And that's just a real... It gives you what you need or what you'd expect from something on a touchscreen. It's not too complicated and it's not too involved. So I've played that for a bit on there. But, yeah, I don't know whether I'm just sort of a bit... a bit done. And it's nothing against football. It's still very good. But I just... I'll still play it, mm. but I won't play it for the excessive amount of hours that that I used to. No, and they were excessive hours. That's I, I it. Football Manager, excellent. Impressions done. Maybe we'll revisit it if more is done. If not, that's what it'll be. I'm fascinated by this Wee cancelling Game Pass, though. That's really just... <laughs> well, I just don't understand what he's doing that for. Well, he, well it's he, clever, actually. Go on. Because what does he play when you boil it down to Rocket it? League, Call of Duty, Warzone. Correct. Do you need Game Pass for either of them? No. Do you even need Xbox Live? No, not for the free-to-play version so, of that. So, there you go. And I think that's uh, that's the overriding answer. And he, he, he I mean, we've played, uh, we played two of us um, when that was on there. But it, uh, it obviously expired. You're um, telling me Pete doesn't want to play a Plague Tale Requiem, which is... A day one Game Pass edition. He doesn't want to play Pentamon or Somerville. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I've actually pre-downloaded Pentamon as well, ironically. I'm gonna <laughs> trying to myself. boost the numbers, trying to just do I'm some trying to put some yeah. good energy out there so it gets I'm a few creating more. A fake, I'm creating a fake company. <laughs> well, you'll see dim digital reviews come through on there, it'll get a ten out of ten. Um but yeah, it's just not his bag. So no. uh, yeah, I, you can understand why he's done it. I think clearly the change, and this is, I guess, you know, another point that's good for the community is not having to have Xbox Live and Game Pass and all this stuff if all you want to do is play free-to-play online stuff. It's it's a good thing. But if he wants to play Modern Warfare too, though, he needs Live, doesn't he? Because that's not. Oh yeah, to, uh, to be yet. fair, I'm pretty sure he has got, he's still live. got live. Yeah, yeah. I think he just bought a, a year's subscription for it. But yeah, for a while he didn't. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why that's interesting. I just assumed he wouldn't be proactive like that. He'd just leave it to run and think, well, at some point I'll benefit from this. But clearly he wasn't impressed with the service and then said, I don't need, I I don't, I don't like, need all that task. I just need the Xbox Live and I'll be happy yeah. on Rocket League for mostly. Thank you. Basically, I think that's what he did. He was just like, well, why do I need it? goes back um, into what you'd said, and I think I, I've also said previously, is that... If you if there was some sort of game pass perk in Rocket League for the part the, the expand the season pass yeah. or whatever, then it might make sense to just have that rather than paying separately for that. Hmm. You know that that, that that that. 
It feels like a missed trick from Phil, I think, to not give, you know, you could, why would you not give people special rewards for having Game Pass and Game Pass only or Game Pass games? Yeah. Like you surely, or even in any game that Microsoft has got the capability to say, like it's like, well, if you get Game Pass and you get an extra decal yeah. or, I don't know, anything really. Interesting. Well, f- Jim's just sent me an email asking me if I want to pre-order the DualSense Edge for 200 10 quid no thank you you should order it to review it i i don't do hardware reviews 200 209 <laughs> it ain't, we've been for it ain't of use to me is it I ain't gonna play it ain't gonna make god of war any better for me so no. it's, it's of no interest but i say sorry just going back i don't think when i played the original god of war that there was haptic interaction so the mate and you won't i don't know if you'll know that but there definitely is some element of haptic obviously in, in this one so that is something i did want to call out that i forgot to say yeah i think because it was a ps4 game and it was just running through back compat i don't think they patched in mm. it patched in robust haptics or triggers no. in there it may have been like at a base level or like maybe it's like a default mapping that will just do some stuff mm. but yeah there's definitely um there's 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 tension and certain interactions with the triggers that will you know you pull a little yeah. bit they'll just snap down yeah it's, it's they've they've done a little bit there which is all as I say I always just like the feeling of that PlayStation controller when it's firing on it. all cylinders like when it's all kicking yeah. off and then mm. I go and play something else with like without that and it just feels a bit flat but mm. it's so, yeah so sorry yeah. I messed it up haven't I yeah. I've taken that out of the review and pulled it back in. But he's saying I did want to say. Then he's called it a review, and it's only four hours. He's trying to. Well, initial impression. Exactly. Reviewing my initial impression is that possible? Yep, I think that's fair. Might make sense. Might not make sense like grassroots endeavours, but we'll get there eventually. Anyway, that'll be it for this part of the podcast. We're going to transition into some more gaming. You know, I'd love it if the podcast was only talking about games, but it's impossible to to manufacture that. What do you mean? What is in only having reviews? Only having impressions. Yeah, that that was yeah that was what I would love, but I just don't think it's sustainable on the weeks where people no are, news, yeah, no very rumors, little, yeah, none of no that, innuendo. no none of the bollocks as we call it, all cut. Just talk about the games, but this was a game heavy one, so I just wanted to call that out mm. and say I'm happy with that. So what they've got yeah. next? So I mentioned last week I ballsed up the scheduling, and I've managed to get it in line now. So we've got. <laughs> Man of Medan, Little Hope, and the main event, House of Ashes impressions coming from myself and Adcock. So that's the supermassive stuff done in preparation for <laughs> The Devil in Me, which is coming very, very shortly. So all the uh, the previous games are locked and loaded with impressions, and then as and when we get round to The Devil in Me, then they will also drop sometime in the future. So that's what we're going to be transitioning into. Nothing more to say here other than... We will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. Joined by Pac-Man himself, the, what are you, a two-time quiz winner now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get that in there because got people like Logan turning up semi-regularly with no accolades to the name. So got to make sure that those that have had won something are in there. Um, just to let people know, we recorded about six minutes of this and I realised my um, setup was wrong and the audio from Adcock wasn't being recorded. 
So actually about the first time that's happened for a long, 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 long time, if ever, I generally am pretty good at checking it, but, you know, that's what happens. So we've got three games on the docket. We're not going to spend loads of time on each of them because they've been covered before. So Man and Medan, Little Hope, House of Ashes, The Dark Pictures Anthology from Supermassive Games. I'm going to quickly kick off with Man of Medan. I know I've covered this on previous episodes. I'm not going to repeat myself. And the reason why I'm doing it again is because they released a PS5 version, a free upgrade, which gave 60 frames per second. It added a, a new ending chapter even, which I didn't actually get to experience. Um, and a few other bits like adding... I guess it took... This is for Little Hope as well, I should say. It's a PS5 version. They took some of the things they'd done in House of Ashes, like adding difficulty levels for you to choose, implemented it into these PS5 versions, given the frame rate a boost, sped up the walking, which looked a bit strange, particularly in Little Hope. Um, but the fundamentals are still the same. Like It's the same game you've played before, just looks a bit smoother, I guess, and has, in Man and Dan's case, a, a different chapter or a different outcome for you to explore. Um... I'm still in the bronze category for Man of Medan, so even with these little upgrades for the PS5 version. So that's staying there, staying in the gallery. So it's actually gone in twice this year, which is a, you know, an achievement for some games. Um, I guess the, the cool thing to call out is that even though this is my fifth playthrough, I still found a new ending sequence by accident. So that's pretty impressive given that I've probably got to the end of this game about seven times doing trophies and whatnot, just messing around. But I was quite impressed with that, that even years later, I'm still stumbling across new bits and pieces for these games. But a nice solid bronze there for Man of Medan. Little Hope. So you, we played for this together. And same with House of Ashes. We did a shared story, is what they're called, where we kind of get to play not half each. I'd say we get about three quarters of the game you know, as a solo run. Like, if you go through solo, you'll sometimes play a scene, scene A, scene B, whereas when we do a shared story, I'm playing scene A, you're playing scene B, so you get to, you miss scene A and I miss scene B. So that's, there's a little bit of a, a cutting of, of corners there, but we play through Little Hope's, Hope's PS5 version on a, uh, on a shared story. I guess this is your first game, supermassive game, since The Quarry, um, which we'd, we'd spoken about earlier on or a little while ago how did you find jumping back into little hope which you know for all intents and purposes the shorter games these dark pictures anthology and come at a bit more of a budget price i mean you got it at an insane price of like 10 quid or nine quid but they don't retail at least these ones didn't for more than 25 quid compared to sort of the quarry 65 so there's a big old gap there what did you what do you think of the little hope though yeah, I quite enjoyed it, actually. Uh, probably maybe even more so than I thought I would. But that might have a lot down, come down to low expectations because I know this game didn't review great. Mm. The fact that I paid under a tenner for it. But um, yeah, it. I mean, the good things, nice free PS5 upgrade um, yeah. that I managed to install finally, uh, which was good. Just um, the, you basically just install the game again just with the PS5 tag on it, don't you? Yeah, so I, what did I do? I downloaded the PS4 version. Then I download, somehow downloaded the trial. And yeah. then I just, you, yeah, you can just go on to the game and it's literally a button saying, yeah. download PS5 upgrade. Very simple when you look. Um, 
so that was nice. Um, I think um, the other thing I thought was quite positive was after the quarry, which I did quite enjoy quarry, but um, that game having been made in mind for stadia originally seemed to dumb down on the, um, the gameplay mechanics a bit. It was mm. quite easy. Um, so you didn't really ever feel too stressed. It was just like a fun playable um, like movie, I guess rather, you know, these games are kind of stripped back gameplay wise anyway. Yeah. Anyway, going going into Little Hope with the quick time events, been quite difficult actually. Um, and even more so, I found out later, depending on decisions made, they will get harder still. Um, I found it quite stressful, um, <laughs> but enjoyable, enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, there are some downsides to it. I mean, if I paid £25 for this, would I have been happy? Probably not. Um, characters are a little on the bland side. Um, very little story set up. Um, yeah, this one in particular, because Man of Medan has it, and we'll get on to House of Ashes, but both like give you a scene, or at least, of who the characters are and what, what they're about, whereas this just chucks you in, bus crash, and you kind of let you you're confused throughout the game. I think that's intentional, given like the, the the overall kind of narrative arc that takes place. I think it intentionally puts you in a confusing state. But yeah. I like to know who these people are, just so because funny enough, we were talking about this. I think you asked me like, how do you play these games? Do you play them like? Do you play him as like a baddie or like a, a good guy or how do you? And I said at the time, I said, oh, I try and do the morally right thing. Like, so every conversation is positive, every like. And I found that playing it that way is a little bit boring. And I'm going to revert back to what I was doing previously, which is to like role play, as in try and get a gauge of who these characters are and played in that room. If it means they're a dickhead, they will be a dickhead. Um, and it might cost me, but. I want to get to the fate. I'm in the stage now where it doesn't matter actually how many people die, as long as there's what happens in the story is actually quite entertaining. So if a few people die, it's actually quite good. Whereas I know some, I think you might treat it like, oh, I've lost a life almost. You know? Yeah. It's never nice, I guess, to see him die, but I find it quite entertaining. You're like, ah, oh, that's quite cool. And how the story is now coming together, that's quite cool. But yeah, I guess maybe with the quarry, it was a bit easier to kind of pick and choose who you wanted to live and die. Whereas this one, I think I got frustrated because I didn't want, you know, it was like messing up quick time events and whatnot. <laughs> um, but it was it was fun to play through. The other thing I'd say a bit of a negative was just the the town a little hope where mm. you kind of it had the opportunity to maybe be that like extra character in itself. Whereas I feel like it was more like a just, subpar version of what I remember Silent Hill to be like, like just, Foggy Town, yeah, random buildings. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a bit like the characters, a bit lacking that substance. Uh, I will say though, the antagonists, why they're around, um, they're kind of scary. Like for mm. this, yeah, I, I quite likes them. Yeah, um, it's the, yeah. So I, I, mixed bag, if I'm honest. I, there's definitely things I liked about it, and I probably enjoyed it more than I expected to. Yeah, um, but. Maybe they don't learn a great deal of lessons from Man and Madan. So I think. Yeah, it felt. Yeah, I get that feeling as well that similar sort of errors were made. It's much more playable than Man and Madan. I don't know if you can remember, but I've got no. a direct reference, and my goodness, like 
Little Hope, the reason why I thought Little Hope was so good when I spoke about it a little while back is because I just played Man in Medan. I was like, I can't believe how much better this just plays. Yeah. Like, most of the game has like a full third person camera that you can swing around. It does annoyingly just cut to, you know, those the static camera shots and the fixed camera angles mm. in, in weird places just to. Normally, it's for a jump scare. That's another thing that kind of wound me up. It's very jump scare heavy, or at least it's trying to, to do that yeah. rather than it being sort of uneasy, I guess. You're just kind of like loud noises and someone potentially grabbing you, and you're like, oh, okay. It's just that's what's going on. But this is a much more playable game compared to Man of Medan. And, um, yeah, agreed. Well, yeah. from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. So where would you... I mean, does it, does it go in the gallery at all for you? I'm just, I was assuming there that it's going to... Because I've already opened the doors. There's people sort of wandering in and out now. Does it does it make a run and, and make itself into your little yeah, personal exhibition? It definitely does. I'd be more interesting if I could just if I could erase having played like the quarry and um mm. House of Ashes so closely to it, it might even have been bumped up a little bit more because it was enjoyable. Um yeah. but I think it's a bronze, um, yeah. which is fair enough. So it certainly gets in there. And if you can pick it up now with a same as I did, even digital, it's probably on sale now at Halloween. Yeah, it's on um, the, um, at least as we record this, and it probably will be, cause they stay on for about a year, but it's on the PS Plus extra tier as well, so the middle oh, tier right. of that, so yeah. people are into that, it's it's there as well. Um, I'm also going to give it a bronze as well, which it had a silver in the year, but it's been dropped down a little bit on a, on a second replay, even with all the bells and whistles, like I said, with the... Um, the frame rate boost and the the speeding up of walking because it was a bit slow actually on the PS4. But I think given because in that time I've played the Quarry and House of Ashes, yeah, it really does reference it. And I'm like, yeah, this is not it, uh, move into House of Ashes. Not on the level of House of Ashes in my view. That's just a you can tell it's their their latest effort um, of this of this Dark Pictures anthology anyway. Because it's to me it's a step above. But here we go then. House of Ashes sort of the main event. How did you find this one? Completely different setup and set of characters and quite a unique setting. You know, we're in Iraq, war. What's what's your thoughts then, high level of House of Ashes? Yeah, it pretty much fixes all of my complaints with uh Little Hope. Um and to be honest, probably story-wise, certainly character-wise, yeah. maybe the most interesting set of characters they've got in any of these games in that for once, I mean, we said it as we was playing, you're not just a bumbling bunch of teens. No, or, you're soldiers. You're trained soldiers. Yeah. So you feel like, you know, you've you, you got a bit of fight back in you at least. Yeah. So, you know, your choices may be based on that and it gives you a bit more like interactivity a bit more gameplay gunplay which is good mm. the characters themselves have a lot more like uh interper- interpersonal relationships there's yeah. like disputes going on and whatnot before the game starts That's that it. then give you rise to much like, better decisions to make much and much much more fun mechanic having these you know you've got I mean, it's not a spoiler. So you play as as two sides of the conflict between yeah. the characters. So you've got the, the the Americans and the Iraqis are in your group. So yeah. there's obviously that conflict there, and then you've got other conflicts within the group as well, which 
Mate, oh, yeah, there's affairs going on. There's all sorts. Soap opera exactly. sort of stuff. It's, it really, exactly. It, you're right. It does that, having that dynamic in the group just feel... I, I don't know if I can... Certainly in Man of Medan and Little Hope, you don't really have that. The quarry, you kind of have it. There's like a little relationship with... I think it's Jason and the 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 girl and like they're breaking what? up, but it's not. This just feels. I think again, it goes back to the point you made earlier. Because the, these are trained soldiers; they're adults. Like yeah. they are, you know, they're not these bumbling counselors who are just there to get pissed up. They're serious. They're there to find weapons of mass destruction. That's kind of why they go into this um, into this farm area to kind of see and say that there was an underground facility there end up falling in it turns out there's this tomb there it's been sitting there for god knows how long and again kind of another change is that the i guess the antagonist and the threat in this one is just straightforward there's no trickery there's no kind of nonsense there's no all gotcha halfway through it's like no there's there's monsters down there for lack of a better term and you've got to just survive against these 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 fucking horrible creatures and, and and make it through the night and get and try and get out of the bloody tomb. Yeah, I think that's another real strong point is that um like the setup is like obviously uh until dawn, quarry, classic horror setup. Nothing yes. wrong with it, but been done a million times. Yep. I mean this one's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna have Daniel Day Lewis in there. But <laughs> as soon as I saw it, in my head I was like, this I've seen way worse film setups than this, than <laughs> As yeah. you said, in Iraq, they're looking for mass de- weapons of mass destruction. They find what they think is a big silo, but yeah. it's something completely different. And you're like, away you go. That's a pretty decent setup for a horror movie or game. Yeah. So definitely better in that respect. Um, it plays better because you've got that full camera angle, like 360 camera. No, none of the t- jump scare bits, which nice. is good. Um Quick time events are definitely more forgiving, although I still blundered, I would say, about 60 or 70% of them. I don't know why I struggle so much on them, man. Oh, I hate them. But um, all the other bits, like the gunplay, the it's, it's, to be honest, it's got all the same bits you'd expect from. If you've played any supermassive game, you're essentially mm. shooting targets, you're hiding and having to like follow a beat to keep your breath quiet, or I don't know what you're meant to be doing in those bits, to be honest. Like, yeah. What breathe, I don't know. Um quick time events are all over it and just choices, I guess. But mm. yeah, the choices here seem there are a couple that confused me, but that's maybe because I'm just a bit special in that I thought <laughs> I was gonna be the choice would lead to one sort of in my mm. brain. I was like, right, if I choose this, he's gonna be friendly to this guy. Yeah. And it didn't work that way, and that sort of annoyed me a bit, but tucked him up. I think I'd have to see go back on a, another play theory to see if that was me being special or not. It's hard though because when because you only get a certain amount of time to decide as mm. well. So you you do half, I half read it and think, and sometimes you just make a gut decision because you think oh, I'll run out of time. I don't know what it chooses. Yeah. I guess it just randomly chooses one, or maybe it just is a standard stock choice it'll make. But yeah, I noticed. I I, I didn't have that problem myself, but I noticed a couple of times when you was like, oh no, that's not how I wanted it to pan out. Which yeah. is a bit, which can be an issue with narrative games where you have choices or dialogue choices in particular. You can't really tell the tone of them. I feel like normally they do a really good job of communicating it, um, but could could be your specialness or could just be that there's a few in there that are a little bit ambiguous. Let the audience decide. Send us an email. 
Yeah, and do you know what? They they definitely give you some hard choices. But obviously, as the game goes on and on, they want you to have to, you know, pick the best of a bad situation. The other thing I think was quite good, which we didn't touch on with Little Hope, is um, like Little Hope, the chapters are very short and you keep getting those intermissions with that oh, guy who like pieces it all together. Fucking curator keeps coming up. Yeah. Waffling and, uh, shit. Exactly. For like five minutes at a time. You're like, come on, yeah. mate. Exactly. So they've really cut down on that. You might see him see once him at the beginning, once at the end, maybe twice in the game. Yeah, I think you see him like at the beginning to set it up once sort of shortly afterwards, once again, and then he's like, right, I'll see you at the end. And you're like, all right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty. Whereas in Little Hope, he, was like, he felt like he was there like four or five yeah. times going, oh, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's hard, mate. You. Pressure. <laughs> you're sitting there with your little books, doing God knows what. You're tied into this nonsense somehow. Um, yeah, so I'd be curious to know how the games were made, as in, like, were they making Medan and uh, Little Hope at the same time? Because this feels like there's been some time. They've taken some time. They've listened to what I imagine to be some negative feedback, and they they really seem to have fixed almost everything. Yeah. I mean, they're a year apart, all these games, so they're sort of... So if you go to 2019, would have been Man of Medan, 2020, Little Hope, 2021, House of Ashes... And then this, in 2022, the devil in me. Um, so I guess that maybe they, maybe it could just be as simple as you, we can only pick and choose. Cause I, cause in my experience, you can feel them gradually get better. Yeah. Like from Man and Medan, just playability, all the tight spaces, all the fixed cameras that are just the nonsense. And then Little Hope, halfway house is the camera, sort of mostly gives you full sort of third person controls, but not quite. And then House of Ashes has full control of the time. There's not there's not a time when you will not have that. So maybe it was just a case of in that in that particular instance, I guess from camera and controls, they they managed to um to just get that in and, and, and commit to it being free format camera all the time, uh, rather than just mostly. Um I got some these sort of vibes I was getting off this. First of all, like the descent. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen the descent. Like, I love it. Yeah, bit of yeah. a. I don't know if many Americans will know of that because it was sort of like a cult British type film. But it's because um, you're stuck in like a tomb underground and it's claustrophobic. I think you're, I think they're climbers in the descent, aren't they, or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, they're soldiers. This, so there is a difference there. But just the setting, like that that level of setting of like stuck underground creatures sort of roaring round trying to get out gave me like the descent vibes there's a little bit of predator in there as well i'm almost certain someone's been cheeky with a couple of the references and just you know some of like they do like a little first person shot of the creature sort of tracking you down you're like this feels a little bit predatory and then there's even it throws in little alien vibes and things like that it has a nice little trifecta of horror genres or horror type films it touches upon and then, if you want to be nice, some people say, "Oh, Indiana Jones is in a tomb." And I was like, "Well, not for this lot. They, this is a bit more, a bit more Temple of Doom than it is whatever the first one's called." And what I like about it is it really kind of blends those like movies down. Like it will start with a descent. By the mm. end, you're in full blown like Prometheus alien vibes, and yeah. it's like this is cool. Like you, yeah, it just builds and builds and builds, and you're like, okay, you can tell when you're getting towards the end game here, and it's it's fun. Yeah. Anything you didn't like? Um, what didn't I like about? House I will of say Ashes? we will heap a lot of praise on this, but 
these these are the the same supermassive games DNA. So if this won't, I don't think this will change anyone's mind if they played the others and just you know didn't like just didn't like them generally. Like there's nothing here for people like that. But I feel like if you've played those and had an enjoyment, this is a good one to to dive into. Do you know, I was literally going to say exactly those words. Is that I've got no problem with it, but I've grown to quite like these games in yeah. all their warts and all. But yeah, there's not. If you didn't like it, there's nothing here to change your mind. If you do, this is arguably the best one since Until Dawn. I might, you know, I, they, these have grown on me. So I would actually mm. say this is probably my favourite of all of them because yeah. hell of a lot cheaper than the Quarry. I think I paid. Tw- I mean, I got it on sale twelve ninety nine. Well, Again, tw- free twenty five quid RLP. Quarry yeah. sixty five quid. I mean, it's yeah, it's massive difference. Yeah. Also, Quarry a little bit overly long. I think I must have said that in the review. It doesn't need to be. I can't remember what it was. Fourteen, fifteen hours. Like mm. this on a single run would maybe be six or seven max. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No more than that. Certainly. I, I like that length for these sort of games. So perfect. And yeah, you're getting like a much better story, much better cast of characters setting. Like everything here is better than has been in at least the the last games in the the anthology series. It makes me pretty hyped for the next one, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the to the new one that's coming. It'll be the the finale of season one, as they're calling, which to me seems like they'll take us pause. Bandai Namco are publishing it like send them a bit of money and they'll be like let's have a look at the business and see how this is done and if it if if it never you know continues like well we gave you a full season i think it's supposed to be eight games the agreement they signed like wow. all those years ago it's pretty crazy because they were on the i mean until dawn was a playstation exclusive like a it felt like sony were curating this relationship eventually going to buy them bring them in house properly and then these would be like another little line but they obviously didn't didn't think until dawn was as good as we, as we did and sort of let them go off and and do their own thing one thing i wanted to ask you is because we play this as a shared story like i mentioned earlier and you do get scenarios where you will i'll be playing a scene you'll be playing a scene at the same time we're in separate different areas of of the location that we're in and in a single player run you'd play both of those but back to back so that's where it will be a slightly yeah. bit of a longer solo run. Did you ever feel like you missed any story elements and even Little Hope or House of Ashes because we played them the same way? And how does that compare? Like, Because we did it online with movie-like mode, what you, what you did with the yeah. quarry where you passed the pad and you kind of, even if you're not playing at that point, you can still see what's going on story-wise and what other people are doing. Uh, to be honest, I quite enjoy like play. I think these are fun games to play with people. It's the only way I've ever played any of them in those two guises. So, yeah, not really. I, and I would say again, they even almost fixed this between the two games we played recently. In the Little Hope, absolutely, like I probably missed, as you said, like almost maybe even almost half the game there. Certainly in House third, of yeah. Ashes, if you remember, there's quite a few scenes where. I would be doing what I'm doing, you're doing what you're doing, and then I would see what you would then yeah. watch each other's actions. Yeah. And it like didn't do it maybe I don't know, maybe done that a third of the time when we were doing different things, but it kind of filled you in a lot more on the story. So I understood why what was happening was happening now, kind of thing, which was quite cool. Again, yeah. another thing they kind of I mean, I don't know if they need to fix in, but I was I appreciated the effort they went to there. Yeah. No. Good. Just interested to see how those sort of two modes compared, and and uh, I think they do a good job of 
obviously they design shared story online, so they must think about right. Player A is going to take five minutes. Yeah. Player B, ten. Like it must um must be difficult to plan that and implement yeah. it so that. Because I was surprised at just how seamless it was. Because at times I was like, I know what I'm doing. I'll get through this in a minute. And Cock will be fucking looking at some vase that he's found on the floor, turning it round, going, oh, what's this? But what it does quite conveniently is rather than me ending, if there's nothing for me to see, I thought my character would just stand there, dead still, and then it would just wait a minute until you'd finish what you were doing. But what it does is it kind of puts your character in like a holding scenario, so there's one at the very beginning where there's like a some gun there's like a almost a, like a mini skirmish breaking out on on above ground between competing soldiers and so my character was like running like sort of looking over the over the over the little sandbags going back it was changing angles it's almost as though it was continuing right. the, the the continuity of the scene whilst you were fiddling around doing doing whatever you were doing and that's, I appreciate that rather than it just sort of just either going to a blank screen and waiting or just awkwardly standing there it kind of at least made an attempt to to make it have some level of sense from my perspective nice um well let's move into where if we do want to put house of ashes into the dim digital gaming gallery um final thoughts and if you want to place it somewhere where would it go so yeah final thoughts is this if you like these narrative based um, games, this is a good example of it. And mm. if you grab it at the moment, you're going to get it for a really good price. And I think either way you play it is a lot of fun. So absolutely going in the gallery. Um, and it's going to go higher than Little Hope, I guess. So if Little Hope's a bronze, this is all day long a silver. Nice. Same for me. Silver for House of Ashes. Having spent a lot more time with these, with the anthology than I than you have I've, I've played each of them now at least four times um on the various versions this is head and shoulders really above the others it's not perfect it's, it's a little bit awkward sometimes because there's tight corridor or i guess tight mm. it's a tight cave at the end of the day. you sort of get feel like you're getting caught up on the geometry or or whatever and you can't see where you're going etc etc but other than like sort of minor grievances the actual meat of this which is the story characters set up scenario are all really really good like it really does <clears throat> have some more layers that the others just simply don't have sort of tackling a bit more of a mature setting with mature characters in in the sense that they are you know they're, they're soldiers and meaning that the threat also is higher for me like these are trained killers at the end of the day and they're struggling to stay alive against whatever's down there so like stupid teenagers sort of running and tripping over. I'm like, yeah, well, look, how how much of a threat are these, whatever these fucking windigos or whatever it was in, in one of the old ones? Like, how much of a threat are these? Whereas these, whatever these things are, are definitely causing problems with a, a platoon of, 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 of soldiers down there. And uh, so, yeah, an easy silver house of ashes. Probably my favourite, like, like you, out of the supermassive kind of games from Until Dawn onwards, ignoring yeah. ignoring that VR rush of blood to the head that light gun game well actually it's not a light gun game it's a vr game but you sat on a roller coaster shooting things never never knew it existed playstation Jesus. vr mate i thought you'd have definitely that been on one. that no nah, i don't think wow. it got the best reception to be honest do you know what i was thinking after this 
like House of Ashes, given that you have like this soldier setting. I think it'd be really interesting if Supermassive did like a war game where it's not a horror game. Mm. It's there's a mission that we're going to go on and perhaps a few missions and whatnot. And you're sort of in charge of the squad or you control characters and you've got to make decisions of a, you know, a tactical war element. Like perhaps it's like, it's all, all movies you could pull things from, like saving yeah. private, right? all these little situations like, Oh, we've got a prisoner of war here. Do we kill him or do we sort of leave him potentially he might come back and haunt us? Like having that dynamic, like completely remove the horror aspect. I mean, it will be horrific, yeah. no doubt in terms of just setting, but I'd really like to see them do something like that one day, like take a, yeah. a different kind of approach to it. And just seeing some of the glimpses of this, I was like, oh, like a full game based on like a a war-based scenario with sol- working, soldiers like, yeah. dying, like can you keep them all alive, etc. Another good setting would be like a disaster movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just, yeah, like just people to save, decisions to make, routes to go, like could be really, yeah, it'd work in loads of different genres, really. It's, and and to be honest, eight games. I mean, Christ! If they can do that, they would have covered every horror genre. It's true, almost twice over. So it's got to be an end to this. But hopefully, the, the guts of the game, like you said, the core gameplay, could definitely be, you know, just overhauled onto another skin, and yeah. it would be really good. Indeed. Right. Let's close it down. Um, we got a nice little man of Medan on a bronze, little hope times two on a bronze and house of ashes times two on a silver so that's a little super massive update i'll be looking forward to the devil in me which will be coming very shortly from super massive and we'll round out the uh little bit of chester there for the for the for the video watchers there young little rogue getting up there it'd probably do a, a, a stray uh, review <laughs> get him involved but um but yeah we'll we'll see you on the on the next episode and uh thanks for making this far subscribe to the free feed if you want to download the episode either on your favorite podcast app or on youtube but nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time and ta-da This was a Dimp Digital production.